0: Welcome to The Pilot Podcast, powered by Wildfire Radio,
1: where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this?
0: I'm your host, BJ, along with my co-host, Me Too, and this week, we're checking out the new Fox drama series, The Passage.
1: So stay tuned to the end to see what it would look like if BJ and I took a cross-country trip.
0: Are you the little girl who's trying to get experimented on by this evil organization? I'm not
1: trying to get experimented on by nobody, but I'm just saying it could be fun if we did a road trip. Okay, Beach, what were your initial reactions to The Passage?
0: So The Passage is actually based on a book series that I haven't read, and it stars the former Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell.
1: Mark Paul (laughs) Gossler.
0: So those are two interesting starts. (laughs) It is a kind of cool setup. There's the whole scientific interpretation of uh, vampires, due to this virus that makes people want to drink blood and you have the whole idea of an upcoming pandemic and you have our two main characters who are on the run from this evil organization so it hits a lot of the kind of check marks on a sci-fi thriller drama series for me so I think initially I was definitely interested in this concept and I think it started off strong in the beginning seeing how they set up this world what did you think?
1: I agree I thought it started off really strongly I was really compelled by them visiting that cave in South America and seeing, I think, Patient Zero Mm -hmm. and watching the action go from there. But I felt like, and this is a strange critique coming from me as the person who's scared of everything when it comes to media, but I felt like they shied away from making it a true zombie show. It feels like they didn't lean into it. It feels like they leaned into the drama and really thought that we would just be in love with these characters and immediately, you know, rooting for them. And it's true that you care about the characters, especially for me. I, I really only cared about Amy, the little girl, mm-hmm. but I just thought it could be more fun. So one of the concepts of the show is I think it'll be revealed later that the zombies are telepathically connected to the people that work on them.
0: I just think they have some sort of psychic ability in general.
1: Yes, they have some kind of psychic ability because the people who work on them when they go to bed, they have these nightmares where it seems like the zombies are acting out their desires. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they could have had so much more fun with that, especially because it's nightmare world or dream world where really anything is possible. People could be walking on the ceiling like Lionel Richie, and I just don't get why they didn't really take it there. It felt like a very tepid approach to a zombie show.
0: I agree. Also, it's more vampire than zombie i'm
1: sorry i mean vampire <laughs> i kept saying zombie
0: but i do think they could Push further with the horror and the fear that this virus is producing, not only with the test subjects, but also just how is the world reacting to this horrible virus that is potentially turning the population into these monsters? And so I think that's kind of a barrier. They should really tap into that more, like you said. But also, something that really just stuck out to me and made it difficult for me to get fully into the show is that your favorite character, Amy Belafonte, is the target of this group called project noah so there are evil medical group who's trying to create and test with this virus they want her for their next experiment because they've determined they need to test it on someone younger but they don't ever say why they specifically need amy we know amy's an orphan so no one's gonna miss her if she that
1: was her logic that's not bj saying no one is gonna miss an orphan
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes that is project noah's reasoning she's an orphan girl so we can kidnap her and do tests on her but they never specify why they need amy who they are now having trouble to get Mm -hmm. due to agent brad uh wolgas who's helping her escape and it's like why not just kidnap some other orphan child unfortunately there are plenty of orphan children yes why not take one of them
1: they intentionally target Amy because she is a poor child who is an orphan, has been abandoned by her parents, but seems to be pretty connected to her community. They reacted pretty strongly when she left and Brad even reported and said, you know, we have 10 witnesses or something that we'll need to clean up. And I'm not sure what that entails, but he reported that. And I. it seemed like she was coming from a poor neighborhood. So could you not just pick up? three backup kids from that neighborhood if you're thinking that crassly about poor kids i don't know what the focus is on amy exactly does the book answer that question at all
0: not that i'm aware of the book doesn't seem to specify what is special about her and another point that was odd is that uh, they picked her up from a foster home yes so they had like a whole handful of kids they could just take in all of them and have multiple kids to test on
1: That's my confusion is why didn't they pick up a couple backup kids in case one of the kids got lost?
0: So that kind of made it hard for me to get into the show because the whole time I was wondering what is so special about Amy. And based on what I've learned about the books, there doesn't seem to be anything specific about Amy. Mm.
1: I also thought it was aggressive to have the other agent that Brad eventually abandons or ditches in order to protect Amy. The other agent Mm -hmm. beat her up in order to get her into their car. And that was like, I know the word triggering is overused, but my goodness, we did not need to see a cop beat up a little black baby. It made me think of that cop in McKinney, Texas, who beat up that girl in a bikini. That's just what my mind immediately went to. I I, I don't think we needed that scene.
0: Yeah, I think their intention was to show how ruthless project noah is with their goal
1: yeah but he could have just spoken harshly to her she barely acted out she just tried to run away but she's a child so how far can she go and he catches her and instead of picking her up and throwing her in the car which i think would have been enough violence he beats the hell out of her then that's when agent paul Wallgast. Intervenes
0: That leads to Brad developing this kind of father-like immediately uh, relationship with Amy. We learn that he had a daughter who's probably a similar age to Amy. And then all of a sudden, it seems like instantly, he starts treating Amy like his daughter. He wants to protect her like a daughter. He wants to play carnival games with her like she's his daughter. It was very odd and also kind of creepy. There's another scene where he was trying to help her grieve about the loss of her mother and was holding. Holding her hand for a very long time. It just seems strange how quickly he started to care for this random girl he was assigned to kidnap and take to a secret medical facility.
1: They became a family faster than my Uncle Ben's Ready Rice is done. And
0: we're supposed to really latch on to that relationship with the show moving forward.
1: They justify him immediately bonding with Amy because it's implied that he and his ex- estranged wife or ex-wife, Dr. Kyle, had a child who he lost. And it sounds like he blames himself for it because mm-hmm. when he called his wife about when he picked up Amy, she said something to the effect of, don't blame yourself for what happened so i guess we're supposed to buy that they're an instant family because they're both doing some intense projecting because she never had a parent but she loves her mom but knows her mom struggled with uh using drugs and i think died as a result so she loves her mom but she has that gap in her heart and brad wall has the gap in his heart of his child so we're supposed to buy that they immediately filled those voids with each other is that the idea
0: i think so they were both seeking another person seeking that comfort to console them and you know when you're being chased by a government and an evil organization it's the perfect time to befriend the person sitting next to you during a car chase
1: i think much like they didn't play up the fun campy nature of doing a show with vampires they could have played up this bond a little bit more so we saw them exchange maybe a couple stories before immediately becoming father and child with each other and it could have been fun to see them do some just you know that corny bonding you see on tv shows that implies to you clearly oh these people are going to be close
0: exactly and i don't think we know how many episodes they had ordered for this first season, but I do feel like they could have taken their time and made Amy a little more rebellious and resistant to warming up to Brad for at least this first episode. Yes. Maybe the last five minutes she's like, okay, I can start to trust him and then have this father-daughter relationship develop in episode two. It just seemed too much too quickly that it happened not even in this one hour episode. I feel like the relationship happened in like five minutes
1: yeah within the first few minutes that we saw them on screen together he ditches that other agent and it it's understandable that she wants to get away from that other agent because he was so physically violent but he asks her do you trust me and without hesitation she says yes
0: yeah because he taught her how to do a carnival game and win a unicorn so you know once you do that instant trust okay so me too let's talk about the element of the show that interests me the most that is the vampire virus project noah conspiracy what did you think of their take on vampires these people who have these like weird veins showing on their face and the creepy eyes and they're all stoic what did you think of their interpretation of this dangerous virus that could cure diseases
1: It was interesting because it seemed like a mix between vampires and zombies in that Mm -hmm. they had a thirst or a hunger for flesh and blood, but they were kind of impervious to pain.
0: Yeah, they can heal.
1: Which is something people say about zombies. But the longer the virus is in you, like zombies, your body deteriorates. So I thought it was an interesting take to combine those two things. I guess actually, no, zombies have have a hunger for flesh too, right? For brains, at least?
0: I think they just want to drink blood.
1: Oh. BJ, where did that blood faucet come from?
0: So Project Noah team, they're keeping all of their test subjects in these cages, and they need to feed them regularly. Because even though they can heal and are stronger, they still need food. And so they have just this pipe.
1: Like those hamster things that they drink water from.
0: And it just gushes out blood into a little dish. And we see this one girl. She was very creepy. She just starts getting handfuls of blood, just drinking it. Please don't talk about it. And Me Too is wondering, where does the supply come from for these vampires? I think they are raiding a blood bank. Or maybe, you know, kind of how they kidnap Amy for tests; They're just kidnapping people. People for blood something like that
1: the water pressure in my shower is not as strong as the blood that was coming out of that faucet
0: yeah you know they have some tank with thousands of gallons just ready so me too you know what i was thinking about while we were watching this show what another sci-fi series that i really love
1: okay which one
0: ready player one it's actually a book and a movie. And good news for our listeners, this episode is brought to you by Audible. So you can listen to the Ready Player One audiobook that's way better than the movie for free with a 30-day trial membership.
1: I actually really like the movie, but agreed with BJ that the book is leagues better. So definitely listen to that. And speaking of experimenting on black bodies without consent for <laughs> medical advancement, Oprah and I want you to check out The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, because so much of our medicine and our health come brought to you by her hela cells
0: It's true as a biomedical scientist hela cells are commonly used in labs today still Thank
1: you Henrietta Lacks.
0: so you can go to audibletrial.com the pilot pod and browse their unmatched selection of audio programs and download your free title today
1: again that's audibletrial.com the pilot pod for your free audiobook Happy listening speaking of blood and science Beach. Can you speak to the science they use to justify picking a child for this study?
0: (laughs) They have billions more neurons (laughs) than adults, which would mean that between childhood and adulthood, I guess you just lose brain mass, which is odd because your brain is still developing until you're like 25.
1: So you're telling me their science is wrong on the Fox network?
0: I'm just going to say the writers of The Passage need to do some more background work if they want to make this Project Noah. A medical research group more believable
1: as a scientist does it annoy you when shows just flippantly say stuff
0: like this it depends the more supernatural they make it the less it annoys me when there is a very unbelievable element I'll accept them like fudging the science but I think with this show they are trying to stick with the more realistic uh, viewpoint it seems like it then it just comes across as like that's a foolish thing to say
1: that's my critique overall for the show is it should lean into the campy nature of the premise it should lean into the sci-fi it should lean into the vampires and the horror it should lean into the how the characters bond because otherwise we're gonna have moments like this where we question the science of it because we're not suspending our disbelief enough
0: another technique that i think works is the less is more approach so instead of trying to sound intelligent by throwing out science words leaving it very mysterious whether they just don't tell us or they say oh we don't understand yet that makes it more interesting because then there's like a mystery element
1: true how did you feel about the fact that they recruited inmates it seems like specifically death row inmates for this virus
0: i feel like i've seen that before and maybe like a movie or a tv show so it seemed like a very typical move let's choose the people no one's gonna miss same with choosing an orphan child yeah did that upset you or No,
1: I actually thought they could have leaned into that, too. I felt like the show was at a volume of maybe two and it needed to be at a 10. Given all of the things that they tackled, it could have just been a lot more fun, in my opinion. So with specifically choosing incarcerated people to experiment with this virus on, I think it could have been interesting to to talk about the ethics of that a little bit more because many of our understandings of modern medicine, our modern applications of medicine, how we do healthcare today, come off the backs of really messed up experimentations on black and brown people so watching the scene where they recruited anthony carter who was a death row inmate to take this virus instead of death which i would argue death would be better than the virus they could have done some more interesting work with the ethics of that but the show is set up that such that the rest of the season could be much more interesting so maybe they'll get into all of this stuff maybe they'll turn up the camp a little bit later but the conversation was missing we just were supposed to accept that they chose to experiment on incarcerated people
0: do you want to know an interesting and not fun fact yes so in i think 10th grade i had to do a project on medical history and i learned a lot and society also learned a lot from nazi doctors yes who did a lot of very weird just like straight up weird experiments on jewish people also their work on twins was really creepy
1: it's really messed up yeah So there was an opportunity here to talk about that.
0: Yeah, they really didn't push the idea that We are literally just taking people and injecting them with this virus that we don't completely understand, which I think that could be an interesting story in and of itself.
1: I 100% agree.
0: Like you said, maybe we'll get that in the future. I don't really think we will since Brad and Amy are the stars of the show. Although, to be honest, neither of them are that interesting right now either. I think Brad needs to step it up if he is our main character. Amy is more interesting of the two, but both of them... I don't really know why we care that much because, like I said, guys, Project Noah can find any child.
1: Did you know that nine people since 2015 have been infected with bubonic plague and that cats in Wyoming, I think one or two right now, have bubonic plague?
0: Are you one of the infected? No. Just checking.
1: We should all be concerned about the viruses out there. Wash your hands after the bathroom, people.
0: Get a flu shot.
1: Get a flu shot. Vaccinate your kids. Okay, Beach. So I think you've hinted at this, but I'm curious, what's your review for The Passage?
0: Ooh, sure. So my rating for The Passage is would watch casually.
1: Okay. You don't need to keep up with the plot between episodes.
0: Nah, I think (laughs) I'll be able to catch up if I (laughs) miss a little here and there. It's all about the chase, finding Amy. Are these infected test subjects going to use their psychic powers to break free those are really the two questions and i don't think i need to pay that much attention to find out the answer
1: 100 percent fair for my rating i would say for our listeners who are interested in sci-fi then i would give this show maybe a couple episodes i was a little bored by this first episode but i'm not quite a sci-fi nerd i loved firefly
0: You like iZombie. I
1: do. I Actually, I do love iZombie. That's a show that leans into camp.
0: Maybe a little too much. Maybe a little too much.
1: (laughs) In any case, I think I'll give this show a couple episodes to draw me in. But if it doesn't lean into the ridiculous premise of the show, I can't say that I would recommend it or that I would keep watching it because it was just a bit boring and a bit muted.
0: That's fair. The pilot really didn't push the concept as far as it could. It had the potential to.
1: Agreed. You know, another sci-fi show I used to watch, Fringe. That was a hell of a pilot.
0: (gasps) I forgot about Fringe.
1: That drew me in immediately. And you know, I'm not even a sci-fi person.
0: I really loved Fringe.
1: Yeah, I loved Fringe. Okay, Beej, where can they find us?
0: You can find more of our episodes at our website at Pilot podcast.com, and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. And please be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review.
1: You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at the Pilot Podcast. You can send us zombie fan theories. Vom- <laughs> I almost said zombie.
0: Vampire zombie crossover. You can fan send fan us <laughs>
1: Vampire Zombie Crossover Fan Pick. Fanfic. <laughs> fanfic. You can send us show suggestions, questions, feedback, Vampire Zombie Fanfic to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on wildfireradio.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.